My oh my. One of these days. Still looking for furniture sponsors. (laughs) Hopefully we can secure one this week. Manifesting that for us that we will be. The vibes are high. Getting a space set up where we can film. I picture that corner to be our filming podcast corner. I mean, that would be perfect. And then over here will be our hangout. And then we can start actually inviting people over. Yes. I'm like, I thank God my room is like finally a month later put together a little bit now. Would you but, feel better? Yes. my anxi- The bed on the floor, I feel like gives me anxiety. The bed mm-hmm. against the wall gives me anxiety. But I just keep thinking, how the fuck did I invite someone over like this? <laughs> that is not okay. I'm mortified looking back. In the moment, I was like, it's fine. Whatever. I, I mean, don't care. I you just moved in. You have to give yourself some grace. Like, you did. we didn't have any furniture. We just moved our lives across country. That's true. So, like, I don't think anybody expects us to have I'm just trying to, to think, think like, what would we think if we walked into a guy's place in the same situation, had just moved from a different city? I would be like, this guy's a fucking broke joke. Oh, yeah. I would definitely think that. But also, I would be understanding, oh, he doesn't have furniture yet. That's okay. Or I probably just wouldn't go over there until he had his shit figured out. Like, I've ever been into a situation where I, like, went... I've been over to a guy's house where he just, like, moved into his place. He moved his life from Boston to Chicago, and his bed was on the floor, and I remember being like, ooh, but... He was in a nice high rise, nice apartment. Yeah, like our literally just nice. Like it's not like we like live in like a literal trap house. We are trapped in a little. (laughs) We are trap hoes. I mean, okay. All right. Yeah, that's what I said. Welcome back to One Drink In. Hi guys, it's Chloe. And Nilu. <laughs> and Nilu, me. In case you can't recognize our voices. And this is episode them. 34, outside of not having any furniture still, but on our health and wellness journey, we had a fun little weekend in Malibu this weekend. Yes, we did. I am very much so enjoying my non-drinking, social drinking mm-hmm. kind of phase. It's kind of nice. I had one, I only had one drink on Friday night and it was... Like a hard kombucha, which I was like, you know what? A hard kombucha doesn't even really feel like that. I love those. Yeah, like I think I can like stick to those. And then Saturday at dinner, I had half of a spicy marg because our dinner was fucking awful. Oh, and it was a God. free drink. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll get a free drink. But if I didn't have that free drink, I don't think I would have gotten one that night. Dude, that, that was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. If I go out, I want to socially drink. But if I don't want to drink at all, I typically don't go out. But I need to find a happy medium. I know you do a lot of the recess drinks. Mm-hmm. We've done the Hayo drinks, which have the ash. How do I say it? Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. <laughs> I do. Not, yeah, I'm not the girl to ask on pronunciation. But it makes you float, essentially. Ashwagandha. Yeah. Mm. It has like a lot of different natural ingredients. And, and yes. Mushroom. Whatever the fuck that really even means. I'm really on a mushroom kick lately. Same. Out, outside I of like, love shrooms. And I don't uh, mean uh, shrooms like psychedelic shrooms. I mean all sorts. Like lion's mane or... Like all kinds of mushrooms. What are your favorite products right now? Okay, so I have the... I think it's called like the Malama something mushrooms. They're for, I had those in Chicago from like this little health food store. Those I put like... It's like a powder and I put in my drink. And then I like the smoothies we got from... Two Soul. I like the smoothies that we got from Two Soul a lot. I really yeah. like the mud water. Mud water. You need to try that if you want. It has cacao in it, so it's like chocolate. Yeah. It's like chocolate chai tea is what it tastes like. And it's 
a better substitute than coffee and do you it helps mix it focus. with water i do water milk. i've done a little bit of milk but yeah. and it tastes a little sweeter which i like but yeah i mean i've been trying to find different substitutes than adderall and that's one of them yeah so i am in the process of researching like microdosing, which is like the next thing i want to start to do mm-hmm. so if anyone knows anyone in california let me know but yeah i really want to try and microdose for like two or three months to see what it does i think it like boosts your creativity Mm -hmm. levels too yeah so we went to a wellness retreat with creed and megan and nolan and had ourselves a day in malibu it was really lovely i'm literally googling beginner's guide to microdose mushrooms you need to find the psychedelic word that's like ps what's it called psilocybin yes psilocybin Psilocybin is what you need yes that is like what i need and i need to find a place where it's legal ish which I think I can't hear. But yeah, psilocybin. Okay, that's the type of mushrooms. <laughs> so besides that and drinking less, the reason I am like on this drinking less kick is because I feel like when I was binge drinking or really partying hard, I was self-sabotaging. Yeah. That's like the reason I'm kind of like, okay, well, self-sabotaging for me, it's like, anything that any behavior that's going to prevent you from reaching your long-term goals and for me I was well what what are the times where I'm like making myself not move forward and it's usually around drinking so I'm like okay well then I'm gonna stop drinking because like that's the times when I start to self-sabotage and I see other people do it all the time too and I'm like it's the drinking for at least so you just kind of like put it off and then you go drink. So you're talking more on a personal level, not necessarily on like a relationship level. I mean, yeah, I but any but even in a relationship, I would say like drinking is anytime I would pick a fight with someone, it was like drinking if I was yeah. in a relationship. Like when nothing is wrong and you pick a fight, like that's a form of self-sabotaging. And even if you're sober doing it, like picking fights with someone when there's really nothing wrong. Got it. Okay. But for me personally, I think I was I just am like, okay, there's really not that many benefits of drinking. So why am I doing it as much as I was? Right, just to be social. Because I can be social and fun and outgoing without being drunk. So I'm like, I don't really need it. Some people need to drink to have fun. But like... We're going to need a new name for our podcast. Well, I think one drink in now to me is like, I'm truly just going to have like one drink and I'm good yep. with that. Like I don't need to be binge drinking every time. That doesn't mean I'm done partying or I'm not going to, but it's like picking and choosing when it's Finding actually worth it. If it's just a random night, I'm like, I don't really need to be shit faced tonight. And then tomorrow I'll be hungover, And the goals that I have, I'm not going to be reaching because I wake up later. Or I'm not going to want to go to the gym or mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little hazy. So anything that prevents you from reaching your long-term goals is self-sabotaging so it's whether it's drinking whether it's in relationships whether it's putting things off putting work off that's something that I'm like okay I need to recognize when I start to do those things and then like how can I take it and not sabotage myself I think for me it's been literally cutting back on drinking and disciplining myself on that and then making a note of like okay when are the moments where you realize like you've done something that's preventing you from reaching your goals and making note of those and then what behavior happened in that situation so if I went out and then the next day I didn't want to go work out or I was like I don't know if this is more of like something I do often is I will FaceTime I'm a drunk FaceTimer (laughs) and I'm a drunk texter and I'm like why am I doing this and then I'm it's not necessarily ruining the relationship but it's giving me anxiety and it's 
unnecessary anxiety. It's like nothing's wrong and nothing happened. But because you drunk texted and drunk called them, now you're like overthinking it. But you did that to yourself. You're you're just right. causing these issues from your own behavior. So okay, let's change that behavior. But I like what you've been recently. <laughs> I like what you recently oh, did. You're like, how do this I? This is not how do a healthy relationship. How do I really? find a way to stop FaceTiming those people? Mm. So what Neelu does so, is, <laughs> is just straight up delete their number. I delete their number. Lose my number. But then, but then I'm like, you know what? I should. It, they didn't do anything that bad. They didn't do anything wrong at all. Yeah, so where do you save the number? So then I have my laptop and my second phone. I search or I find like an old screenshot or something. I go through hoops to find the number. But then at that point, a lot of times I've done that and been like, all right, you don't need to text them. It's you, not worth this it. This is too much work <laughs> right much. now. So it gives you those extra steps so you prevent yourself from texting them. Or since I'm, if I'm out, I can't find the number since it's on my laptop. I don't have my laptop. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to drunk text them while I'm out. But then I still do it sometimes when I get home. But that's fine. (laughs) We all do it. We've all been there. But I also think part of that was drinking. So I'm like, okay, is the issue me not texting them or is it me drinking and then wanting to text them when I don't really need to? They say drunk drunk words are sober thoughts. Drunk drunk words are sober thoughts. Drunk words are sober thoughts. I think that's better because I said that we were, we needed to create an app for you that like shut your phone off whenever you're drinking or there just needs to be an unsend button. The texts are not bad that I send. It's just, I'm like, why did I give them the attention? Mm. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, they didn't really deserve that attention and because I'm like <laughs> feeling like silly goofy mood me, I decide to text them and like, I'm like, mm. why? And you're then like, the next day I'm kind of like, meh. So I'm like, you don't do that. Did you anymore. text them because you wanted attention back though? Probably. I mean, we're. I feel like we're uh, all that yeah. way when we're drunk. If we're like, great, like who in this room is giving me attention? Who can I talk to? Like, am I, like, literally when you get when we both. get I drunk, think I like, just loosen just, up when I'm drunk. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't really care. I'll text them. Sure, I don't mm-hmm. care. Whereas like when I'm sober, I have the self control to be like, I don't need to text them. But when I'm drunk, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, Whatever. I, I kind of hate that anxiety. What you're talking about? Like, what did I say? Because I don't really have much clarity into what did I say? Like when I was drunk. Yeah. to that person even though it was probably fine but I still hate that feeling more than anything in this world that's the other thing that like I get anxiety from drinking sometimes yeah and so I'm like okay if this is causing me anxiety I need to cut it back but on the other end do you care if guys are drunk calling you no I kind of like it because you're like so you're thinking about me <laughs> oh hey me yeah I I don't know I don't I don't love when people drunk call me why i don't know because i'm i'm kind of just like okay well you couldn't communicate with me when you were sober why are you communicating <laughs> me with when you're drunk you That's know what i mean true, plans man. because you got like okay for example like i was supposed to go on a date there's a person of somewhat interest and it was like he's gonna go party every single night and he's he's very social and then mm. we we're just talking about what he was doing where he was going he was very open about it which i appreciate the vulner- vulnerability but at the same time i was like this is not attractive for me, for me to be, for him to be like, oh yeah, we were doing this, this, and this. It's totally fine. It's just not attractive for me to hear that. We're well, too early yeah. on in this for you to just expose all the drugs that you're doing. <laughs> him soberly saying, oh yeah, we were oh, partying. So like, this is what we did. Like, oh. he was vulnerable about it. It just, I don't know. I guess 
it was a good reflection of like, what do I talk about? Cause I'm overly vulnerable and I always mm-hmm. say I don't have a filter and I'm like, okay, maybe I need to put a little filter on there because date one, I'm not trying to re- literally tell you everything. And I, yeah. I need to play it cool for a hot second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we know I'm not great at doing that, but it's fine. Okay. This is what I Googled some little articles. Okay. And this is the thing that popped up that I was like, hmm, if this sounds like you, then you're probably self-sabotaging yourself in some way. Okay, if you have ever questioned yourself and said, why do I keep doing this? Why does this keep happening to me? These are the questions you asked when you are trapped in the same patterns that create issues in your life from achieving your goals. You try to make changes and then end up in the same position. And that, my friend, is when you are self-sabotaging yourself. That's like the definition of insanity. It's like when you do the same things and expect the same results. And that was part of it, too. I'm like, okay, well, if I want change to happen in my life, I have to change some aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, what part of my life is not bringing value? Mm -hmm. And it was like getting too drunk. Getting fucked up. Not like I'm acting as if I was like the drunkest girl. Yeah, in the you're world. not. Like, I'm but not. I, I know all, what you mean. Like, just like but, having a balance. Yeah, and to me, I don't really like sit there and like drink and be like, "Ooh, this is so good." I don't enjoy. Like, I'm not like I love alcohol. Like weed, I fucking love weed. I can say that about weed. <laughs> I don't. I don't say that really about alcohol. Like, there's certain cocktails I enjoy and I might like, but I'm not like tequila sodas fuck yeah like no I'm cringing drinking those so I'm like why am I drinking this and I was like I don't need to drink this if it doesn't taste good right so like then that was when I was like okay if I don't actually enjoy the drink I'm definitely not drinking it shots are kind of fun so like I'm not gonna be like a party pooper like I mean we love shots if I want to take a shot I'll take a (laughs) shot it's just about balance and it's about just like knowing your what your limits are and I've learned now I'm finally learning my limits and I've also learned like okay people are gonna try and pressure me into like drinking with them but it's like no you gotta like stick to it Mm -hmm. but I think there's definitely times where I would have given in yeah I mean whether you want to it's just being disciplined I think it comes back to kind of what we were talking about last week of just like setting your boundaries and being okay with you can say no sometimes like it is okay to say no and like figuring out what you want to say yes to and what you want to say no to oh the only other thing I was gonna say that I do that I also need to work on with self-sabotaging myself is that and this is like a big one for me that I really need to work on and you will definitely agree with this one so I will start a task 30 minutes 20 minutes before I know I need to leave somewhere like I will like just be like oh let me squeeze in this one more thing and then I always end up like late everywhere literally everywhere and so I'm like why am I trying to squeeze in these random tasks that I don't really need to be doing right this second but it's like then I start it and I'm like I have to finish it so like that's another form of self-sabotage to me because it's like okay well now you're getting yourself late to everything (laughs) so it's like why are you waiting till 20 minutes like I used to paint my nails paint my nails 20 minutes before we were supposed to go out Literally, we'd be getting ready to leave, and I'd be like, "Hold on, let me paint my nails." You're like, "This is gonna be absolutely pointless." The moment, and then they would get messed up. I'm like, "Why am I doing that to myself?" And it's like, "Okay, plan out your day, plan out your morning." It's kind of like time management, yeah, as well. And even today, I was wanted to get my nails done, and then every place was closed. I'm like, "Fuck!" I've been putting off getting my nails done because I'm like, "Oh, they'll last a few more days." But no, just get them done when like 
don't push it to where your nails literally look like shit. You can't get an appointment now and you hate the way they look. You hate the way I feel sloppy with my nails this way. And it's like, oh, well, if you had just booked an appointment earlier on right. before they had gotten to this point, you would have been fine. And just like pushing things to the last minute. I mean, same. I think that's a lot of time management too. And yeah. we're putting other things before like, okay, my hair. I'm like <laughs> dying to get my fucking hair done. And I put it off and put it off and put the it off. Because I'm like, like yeah. a perfectionist. And I'm like, I want to make sure I get the right place. That's yes. like within the budget that I want perfectionism and like, is a form of self-sabotage and I'm I'm yeah. one person that is so guilty of it and I absolutely hate it and I will avoid and I'm like okay guys hey everybody I'm getting my hair done tomorrow yeah. it's gonna be blonde it's gonna be cute it's gonna be fucking amazing and I'm gonna feel like a new girl but like you have to plan ahead for that kind of shit right and I think that comes just with us adulting so we're we're both gonna work on our time management skills <laughs> but perfectionism is also that's a form of self-sabotage for sure just with anything you're right. like great I want to do this but I'm gonna wait and it's like okay even this podcast we're like we want to have the perfect <laughs> podcast we're still on the ground with the same microphones and the same setup but, but you know what like we're good. building something yeah, like we just had to start we could have been putting it off because of like it's yes. not perfect right now but we're like no we're gonna keep doing that in that was like one thing I read like about how to get over perfectionism and self-sabotaging. It's like if you can even like start and like complete a small task, even yes. if it's not perfect, it's still going to push you closer to your end goal versus not doing anything at all because you're mm-hmm. waiting for it to be perfect. It's like at least start. It might not be perfect, but it's still getting you closer to that goal. That's with anything like, in life, whether yeah. that's for me right now, that's finding a workout plan of like, I'm just starting. It's not yeah. going to be perfect. Like with a job, with blogging you know content creation like you have to start somewhere and then 100 like it's not going to be perfect i think even like tiktoks like we fucking love tiktoks and like we fuck them up all the time <laughs> and we have a few that do really well but i think so many brands and so many people are like oh shit i'm not doing this right and you just have to start because you don't know what your audience wants to see you don't know what yeah. they like and like perfectionism is literally one of the worst traits that you can have and we you just have to start Perfectionism also a really, really big quality and I don't want to say symptom, but like people pleasing. Mm. I know I've mentioned this, but like I am the biggest people pleaser and people pleasers are the helpers. They're kind, they're giving, they give people, they put people essentially like when I think of a people pleaser, it's weird. Like as a career, I think of like a nurse, like a nurturer, somebody that like takes care of other people and puts them before anybody else. Oh my god, I've met some nurses that are definitely not okay, fucking people Okay, but like in my pleasers. head, right? If like <laughs> yeah, who yeah. comes to mind when you think people pleaser? But like also I've read people pleaser is a form of manipulation because you're trying to seek validation from people by pleasing them and like making sure that you're liked at the end of the day. Yeah, and like I don't And so that's something I definitely struggle with and I've read some things more recently as far as like a people pleaser and how they're attracted to people that <laughs> manipulate them. I feel like I'm the manipulator and you're you're the people okay, pleaser. Okay, you're not. <laughs> you're the generator and I'm the projector, which we'll get into next week. I'm like, I'm definitely not a with the human. I'm like, is that why you like me? Because I've manipulated no, no, no. you. No, uh, guys, no, no, you're the generator. I'm, I'm the projector and you're the generator. And we're going to get into human design next week with our girl, Katie, who's going to do our birth charts. La la la. Okay. Anyway, so people pleasers typically like narcissists and manipulators, which I found that super interesting because I like guys who have pretty strong personalities in the past. And I realize I can be very easily manipulated 
which is a problem. And I think that's why it's so hard for me to get and people pleasers to get into relationships is Mm -hmm. because they may be attracted to someone who is a narcissist and they'll be controlled. Yeah. And some major signs. I'm not going to say I've been in one of those relationships, but I will say I'm definitely attracted to that. And I think a lot of times that's when I'm asking you questions. Do you feel like this is valid that I ask that? Like questioning my response to him or questioning how I reacted to something or feel like I'm walking on eggshells or feel like I'm doing something wrong. And I feel like I'm literally catering to them. Yeah. Like how many situations with guys you're like, Chloe, you're literally catering to them. But do you get frustrated or no? You do get frustrated. Because like, I don't think I have the patience. You are much more of a patient person than I am. I feel I don't have the patience so that I would just be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Whereas like you, I feel like because you're more patient, you probably let it go on longer. Yeah. I think we get joy out of helping people. And so narcissists like to have their ego rubbed essentially. Yeah. So they're like a charming human being that likes to have things their way. They can't adapt to change very well. Typically they're pretty insecure. They like attention. They like power. And a lot of one thing that they do say is they always joke about things when they're really like being very serious about it like they'll say in a jokingly matter or like a backhanded compliment yeah type of situation also in relationships narcissists typically will love bomb which i don't remember what episode we talked about that definitely talked about love definitely experienced i've experienced love bomb love bombing as well but it's because they manipulate and they're charming and they they think yeah they make you think that you love them already anyway so when you recognize those red flags of Being with a narcissist, it's hard to get out of a relationship once you're in it because they make you feel like you'll never find a love that's this good ever again. And to be a people pleaser, it will leave you completely broken and your self-esteem will be really low. So for people pleasers, that's really, really hard. And I think as a people pleaser, that's definitely been a challenge of my own of like getting into another relationship because maybe the last relationship left me feeling like, okay, uh, where is my self-worth? Who am I? Was it a codependent relationship? Do I need them in my life? And they'll typically will breadcrumb you at the end of the day. We've talked about that. I think as I've been reading more about how to stop being a people pleaser and what are some steps, it's creating boundaries. That's the biggest piece, which comes back just full circle to creating boundaries and understanding that it's okay to say no. There's a difference between being nice and being a people pleaser. You can still be nice, but if you're a people pleaser, you are doing it and you are afraid to say no because you're going to be rejected from the group and that they're not going to like you anymore if you say no to that one thing. And then also I think the biggest, the biggest takeaway here just to like stop being a people pleaser is just like asking yourself if you have the, the bandwidth. Do I have the bandwidth to add this into my life, whether it's in your friends yeah. or do I have the emotional capacity to add this person into my life if it's in a relationship? So I don't know. I've been doing a lot of, I guess, research around that in general. Just stop being a people pleaser. Yeah. So I'm going to be a bitch moving forward. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that's good because I always tell you to be more selfish. I did. Yeah. I think, but with a people pleaser, like you find value in friends and relationships when it's being reciprocated at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. You don't feel like it's controlled if it's being reciprocated on both ends. And that's where you find value. So we had someone write in for advice. I need advice on how to be chill early on in the relationship. I've been dating my boyfriend officially for one month, but have been quote unquote dating for three. 
I fell in love with him hard and fast, and I'm having a hard time not being psycho. I get so sad when I'm not with him. He's not a big texter, so I feel distant when we aren't together. But when we are together, it's great. I hate how my mood is so affected if and when he texts me that day. How can I change my mindset to be more relaxed and chill and not so obsessive? It's not even bad, although I need him to text me more. I'm words of affirmation. Not to mention if and when we do break up, it's going to hurt so much. Well, we've all been in that position where a guy's not texting us back and we think about it and we dwell on it and then we as soon as they text us we're happy again and it's like okay we need to explore that because that's not the healthiest mindset to be in obviously so what's causing him to make you feel anxious when Mm -hmm. he's not talking to you is there a, a trust thing that's missing or is there something that's happened in the past is it something that has happened in your past to me this is almost if nothing bad has happened yet why are we creating these problems Mm -hmm. and eventually it's going to be bottled up and then you're going to like explode on him and become psycho it's going to keep bothering you so like if your words of affirmation then maybe have a conversation with him and let him know but also if he's not a big texter I've had guys say that to me and I'm like I don't get it is he lying to me is he actually not a big texter but like maybe he just really doesn't care to text a lot and I don't think it's a big deal I know it's easier said than done but it shouldn't be that big of a deal if you're not in constant communication with someone all the time I think we put this pressure on ourselves that we do need to be talking they need to text us every single day but it's Mm -hmm. like if you guys don't have any issues like it's okay to like have your days off or whatever but then it's also like make sure that there isn't a trust issue there that's causing you to feel this type of anxiousness towards you know the communication not going so quick not happening as often as you want and I think sometimes when you are in that relationship in the very beginning you can go hot and heavy like it's a premature premature attachment Mm -hmm. style when there's a certain cadence that they're communicating and then they start to kind of shift to communicating a little bit different because they're getting more comfortable with you I actually follow this account it's called loving me after we and it is honestly like I don't know I think it's great advice signs of premature attachment and what they can look like a few are like when you're in a relationship romanticizing the future creating rigid expectations around constant contact feeling anxious when they don't respond immediately, using early intimacy to soothe anxiety around the future, stalking their social media in order to get to know them about them more, intrusive, obsessive thoughts around them. Like that includes like the fairy tale of the future, what we could be or what it could be if we break up as well. So we should add them in this one in the show notes because I think that she has really mm-hmm. great points on different types of obstacles that we're facing in different relationships. And this one was mainly about premature attachment, which I think was super insightful. So, yeah, for sure. Okay, start- let's do our sips and dips of the week and then wrap mm. up. Okay, sips and dips. Sips, what's in for me is TikTokers taking over Fashion Week. You like it? I love it. I think they're so influential coming from the fashion world. You would think I would say I hated it, but I think it was, I think it was one extreme. I think there can be peppered in a little bit, but to be very realistic, having influencers or sorry, TikTokers being so influential right now, I found that to be really fascinating, which means we have a chance to go to fashion week here soon. I do think there needs to be a lot of improvement on the type of creators that need to be going there i think it was very much as the expected group 
to yeah. go. And I think that's phenomenal for them. But I think there could definitely be a more diverse group. I saw this one ranch. I think it was K York City who posted this. It was like a meme that it was like new I liked New York Fashion Week until they invited all the TikTokers. Now it just feels like the cool kids in high school, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just like parading yeah. around or something. I thought it was just, it was cool, but I think it was very expected. So I think within the next few fashion weeks, I think there just needed to be other content creators outside of, I get the ones that are in fashion, but I think there could have been a bigger opportunity there for TikTokers that maybe aren't all fashion focused. Yeah. That still will be extremely influential into the fashion world. Yeah. I think that this was the same thing that happened when like bloggers started taking over like fashion week. It was like always magazine editors. And then all of a sudden you have these like bloggers. No one knew what blogging was. No one like Instagram wasn't really a thing yet. And then you have like Danielle Bernstein in the front row and people are like, what the fuck? Why is this girl here? Mm-hmm. And it's like the same thing now. Kind of like these TikTokers are like that new wave of like bloggers. I think dips would be, sorry, this is fashion focused today, would be the Met Gala and understanding the assignment. Diet Prada did a really interesting, I know they always do a really interesting and juicy take on, you know, who understood the assignment. It was like, what was it about America? What was it? I feel like you could have gone a lot of different directions. Kim in the all black, she set herself up for so many memes, but like she wanted it to draw attention, and that's exactly what Well, there's what like it a did. whole thing that's the like conspiracy around it. Yes, yes. and like how What's Kanye happening? and her have been wearing like all black and like covered up, and then like his their profile pictures are all black, like mm-hmm. all this whatever. So, very curious to see what comes from that. Okay, what are your sips and dips? Well, bef- one oh, more thing about the Met. <laughs> Addison Ray, her dress. It was vintage i have air quotes 2003 vintage tom ford for gucci i think that was what it was and then there's a picture of courtney kardashian in like the same exact dress from her christmas party from like a couple years ago i feel like the young ones need more coaching on is 2003 vintage i mean it's technically almost 20 years so maybe 2003 is vintage wow yeah, I, I mean, it was 2000s. I feel like, so Anna Anna Wintour has a huge influence on who goes to the Met Gala, who has the biggest influence, what order that they arrive to the Met Gala, and what they wear and who they bring. Because each, each table and each seat is sponsored by a different designer, and that's essentially the designer will invite whoever the individual yeah. is but i do think this met gala was all over the place compared to any other met gala <laughs> that i've ever seen there were some really cool looks like lil nas was insane to be expected but like where was gaga like gaga always serves the best looks and i also- mean it, i can't it's almost like hard to take it seriously this year because like like you do have like tiktokers there who right. who were literally just high school students a year a year ago yeah so like less than a year ago they were living normal lives like like they don't know they're at the biggest thing like in the fashion industry like the biggest thing they're just invited to within one year of blowing up on also like madison beer wore like a normal like red carpet gown and Haley Haley baldwin Haley bieber is like there's rumors she might be pregnant because she like justin touched her stomach i don't know i don't think she is well, Justin touched your stomach and she mouthed, don't make it, don't make it obvious. No way. Yep. So 
That's the tea. Okay, what's your sip and dip? Well, yours were like really pop culture and mine are way more specific to That's my fine. life. Okay, make them. Um, my, I'll start with my dip. My dip is mattresses being on the floor <laughs> because your girl got a bed frame. And next time I invite a bed o- boy over, my bed will now no longer be on the floor. <laughs> so that's my dip. Fuck the floor. My sip. What is my sip? Sip is mocktails. I'm here for the mocktails. My dip is not splitting the bill or asking a girl to buy her flight and Venmoing her. And my sip is chivalry is not dead okay i think you need to explain that that was personal sorry (laughs) okay okay last story time last story time okay if you are a guy and you are inviting a girl to fly out to come see you and you're you're not you haven't really talked first of all if you make fucking enough money to fly a girl out and buy a plane ticket the plane ticket's 200 bucks at max 300 do not say to her i'll ven you buy the flight and i'll venmo you for it that is so cringy it's so tacky it's It's literally tacky imagine us having to venmo request a guy for a plane ticket like no like we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that so that goes to all the men that are listening you should already know that it's like if you ask a girl to dinner you ask her out on a date yes are we gonna offer sure but like it's your idea you pay for it that's that's how i feel not ask to send a venmo it's it's just like just book the fucking flight imagine we venmo request a guy for our flight like i would never i would be so but i'm also just like annoyed now but i also wouldn't want to book my own i wouldn't book my own flight either yes anyway that's our sips and dips for the day and i think we're gonna wrap it up and next week we have kate and she'll be going over the human design which is going to be really cool so i'm pretty pumped for that me too because Chloe knows a lot more about it, but I am excited to learn about it and figure out what my birth chart means because. Okay, as always, you can follow us on TikTok at one drink in and Instagram at one drink dot in. And then our personals are Chloe underscore Burdette and mine is at Nilu Fabi and at Looney. Adios. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's what I said.